When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goo. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Agnes Hewitt. Uh and the big news of the week obviously is um one of or Gwyneth's ex husband's new girlfriend is starring in a major Marvel motion picture. Oh. A blockbuster. <laughs> I mean, maybe the it could be one of the biggest movies of all time. It's the first Marvel movie I've been excited about uh, probably ever. It's not a Marvel movie. It's Marvel, right? It's, um, yes. This is, no, trust me, it's not. I wish to God that I didn't know this, but I've been hearing about how this is a Sony movie and all of the reasons that it's a Sony movie. Well, no, I know it's a, I know it's Sony. It's Sony's distributing it and is the the whatever the studio it's because it's Studios. In, no, it's not Marvel Studios, but it's in the Marvel universe of you know in the Spider Man part of the Marvel universe, which is Sony. So yeah, so like Sony owns the rights to Spider Man and all of the Spider Man characters, but Sony doesn't make good Spider Man movies. So Sony licensed Spider-Man to Marvel Studios so that they could make Spider-Man movies and like have Spider-Man in like the Avengers or whatever. Yeah. But but Sony is making all of these like alternative Spider-Man character movies that don't have Spider-Man in them like Venom the one where Jared Leto was like in it. I don't know what. I oh, I did Morbius. That. I didn't even see that one. There's a Jared Leto one, and now this. So, are and you I saying that one. there's no chance that Gwyneth has a cameo as the widow? Yeah, Potts? there's no like, there's like no crossover. It's just like kind of meant to be confusing so that Marvel fans will go see it. Well. And if I didn't know that, I would be a lot happier. But I've literally been getting like an like a four part academic lecture <laughs> on Marvel and Spider Man. I'm not kidding you. I probably get this from him once a week, every week for the last eight years. Uh, I mean, 
everyone has their own kinks, so I can't judge. Are, is is Brian excited to see this movie? He walked out. Oh, he walked out. So he went. He went already, and he walked out. He went last night. And you I, didn't go. No, I went and bought myself a <laughs> a girl spaghetti. a girl dinner. Like, oh, I was gonna say tin wine. fish. <laughs> what? I was gonna say tin fish, a girl dinner. No, I really want ham. I was like really going for it. I I was like not ashamed. I got pasta. I got roasted Brussels sprouts. Ooh. I got three drinks. Yum. I got a fucking espresso martini. That sounds that sounds great. It was so nice. I was reading a book. I was like, uh, fuck everyone. I there were these girls sitting next to me and I was kind of intimidated because I was like, oh God, these like young, cute girls are like friends. But then it turned out they were on a date and then I was but I was eavesdropping on their date. That's cute. It was cute. I feel like in New York, it's a lot more common to see people just eating by themselves in a restaurant with a book and a glass of wine more so than out here. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I've done it there too, but it's like in New York, you can, you can have a bunch of drinks at dinner and like, I was like across the street from my house. Perfect. So I didn't have to, it didn't matter. I mean, it mattered. It had negative effects, you know, on my body, obviously, but it didn't matter for like society at large. So that's what that counts. Uh, so are you going, are you going to watch Madam Web at all? Or you're just, you're not. No. I'm like, for some reason, very, I just love Dakota Johnson. I love that she seems to have absolutely no interest in promoting this movie. And probably while she was on set, she had absolutely no interest in being in the movie. And I'm just curious to see the dissonance of this supposed complete shit show with this movie star in the center that just knows that she's too good for everything. Well, apparently it's very bad. Oh, I am. I have no illusions about that. Yeah. Um, I was surprised that Brian walked out on it, to be honest. He's not. I've never walked out of a movie, I don't think. I walked out on um, Dr. Like, Dr. Parnassus's Imaginarium <laughs> of whatever. It was like the one. It was a like Harry Gilliam movie that Heath Ledger was supposed to be in. And oh, then he, yeah. died. he died. So he's in like one scene. And then they like do like um like palindrome style have like different actors playing that part. Oof. And it's also just like the movie on its own is just pretty bad. It was not good. Uh, I just want to read one sentence of one review from Peter Travers on ABC News says, "God awful is too wimpy a word for this super diva cash grab." That sounds misogynistic <laughs> to me. That sinks Dakota Johnson and cast in what feels like a random batch of half-baked ideas tossed at the screen in a in the cynical assumption that will buy any lazy hack work that is Spider-Man adjacent. Resist at all costs. Um. Yeah, I'm going to resist. Oh, I'm saving it up for the, it's going to be rainy again Monday and Tuesday. And so one of those nights, I, I don't even and John is much like Brian. He's a big Marvel guy and a big Spider-Man guy. And I don't think he's going to even go to this one. Well, Spider-Man it's is misogyny. It's pure misogyny. It's misogyny. Yeah. I don't know why, but why not? And I also feel like like 
the the regular Joe on the street has some idea of Dakota Johnson as a quote unquote bad actress because they've only seen her in the Fifty Shades of Grey movies. But like, if you're Honestly, a real sophisticate, I, you you I, realize that she's a great actor. I like that movie. You know, I've never I've never seen it. I mean, it's bad, but it's like fun bad. It's like if you like um uh what's that what's that paul schrader lindsey lohan movie oh the canyons if you like the canyons yeah, yeah. so many people like the canyons i <laughs> mean well i like the canyons yeah. and if you will like watch the canyons and kind of be like all right then you're gonna like that it's especially good if you're kind of a twy hard which i am because you can see like all of the amazing okay really quickly Twilight is fun because you can see like the inner it's like the inner workings of the mind of a crazy person spilling out into reality and it's like in, and for that it's a lot more authentic than almost anything that's like actually good or even competent um it's like outsider art basically that became incredibly financially successful mm. 50 shades of gray is even worse because this woman took that woman's insane deeply repressed sexual fantasy and made it an explicit sexual fantasy which is like the final level of madness and the fact that they turned that into a movie and that did like made a lot of money is i mean as an anthropologist which is what i am first mm -hmm. and foremost i like it's it's um undeniable how fascinating well, it is fascinating because it's this meta fan fiction like so stephanie meyer this twilight lady is like a devout mormon was the lady that wrote 50 shades of gray also mormon no she was a british tv producer oh wow and i think that's why she wanted to have so much creative control over it and um it was really bad the movie and the book uh I've yeah neither read nor watched it. I'll have to um save that for another rainy day. I have not Sorry, my iPad just made a loud noise. I have not um read it, but I have watched it. And it is set in a pretty rainy place. Sure, sure, Seattle. sure. Uh this afternoon I will be watching the new Juliet Binoche food porn movie um the taste of things oh yeah wait what's it called the taste of what the taste of things just in general oh things, things yeah <laughs> and she is why why ask she's what the else? chef for like a sexy guy or he's the chef for her i forget one of them's a the chef and it's in france and they you know need dough and make out and it's supposed to be very sensual yeah so I've of course i'm watching it by myself I've seen the trailer for it. It looks fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you guys do on Valentine's Day? We, well, I had class until 6.30. And then, and that was like, really, like, I almost killed myself. It was like the hardest day of my life. Then we went to... um one vanderbilt to the um like observation deck oh is that at like grand central 
Yeah. Yeah. How was that? And it was um it was really fun. I mean, it's it was like really crowded and kind of stupid, but it was also really fun. It's like um you know, really nice views. And there's like three stories that you can go to. It was great. Nice. Yeah. What did you guys don't do anything, right? Uh no, we do we do pretty much the same thing every year is um we oh. stay home and I make uh steak Diane, which is oh a you know mid century recipe. I think I made it first when John and I started dating, perhaps maybe the first Valentine's Day we were together, or like one of our earlier dates. Maybe it was a birthday. Uh anyway. I do the um, the easy Mark Bittman recipe in the New York Times. It's just called Steak Diane for Two. Oh. I splurged. I bought the nice filet mignon from McCall's Meat and Fish in Los Feliz, California. Oh. Uh, got a little... Isn't it in your neighborhood now? Not yet. They are mm. still under construction. Um, it seems like... I don't know, whatever the permits in Atwater Village are hard to come by because they that sign has been out in my neighborhood for over a year. And they're still, you know, they're still in their old location. Wow. But uh, great steak, beautiful steak, bottle of Rhone, like a, you know, Grenache Syrah blend. And then um, just some asparagus, baked potatoes, and then, oh, and then another, sorry, local delicacy, um, Roof Bakery, the the great bakery in my neighborhood was doing these pre-order Valentine's Day boxes. We fucking pigged out. It's really disgusting, actually, if you think about it. Uh. It comes with walnut carrot cake, a giant chocolate raspberry macaroon. Uh, some sort of like rolled like a bouche de noel but it was like guava flavored and then uh coriander cream puff so it's like basically four desserts coriander cream puff yeah it was uh it was almost like a stuffed like a boston cream donut but the cream had i don't know it was good it was like was it like savory no, it was um, it was sweet and it was like a very light. The coriander, I mean, I guess it would be similar to like using cinnamon or cardamom as a sweet spice. It was pretty good. It was a little. I mean, it's different. Is it coriander cilantro? The the leaf, the green part is cilantro, but then the seed coriander seeds. Uh, uh, oh, I see. Have like a very different. Like it's not a cilantro flavor. It's a different. Flavor. Oh, I see. It's um. I'm British, of course. So. Oh, yes. Yeah. So they call everything. You have to coriander. specify what yeah, you're we had aubergines. About. We had. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and then we just watched, you know, Vanderpump, the most romantic show on television. The most romantic show. Yeah. We, um, I don't remember. I think I may have like fallen asleep the second I got home. So on Valentine's Day. I don't think I watched anything. Oh, but I'm we, sure Brian we watched... didn't give you a little Spanish fly. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what he slipped, slipped into my like weird $19 um, 
Cosmo on the roof of the of one Vanderbilt. They had like a fun thing where you got like a free drink and all the drinks were really fun. They were like tropical weird drinks. Ooh. It was actually a, it was a passion fruit Cosmo. That sounds so good. It was basically just like vodka and like passion fruit juice. <laughs> I <guess>. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can't go wrong. Someone had something that was blue that had like cotton candy in it. And I was like, oh, I wish I got that. But I don't know what it was. Yum. Yum, yum, yum. Oh, and he gave me cherry cordials from the from Walgreens, which I really appreciate. Oh, that's cute. Those are those are good. They're so good. We just got a bunch of fucking C's that I'm C's is, I mean, obviously God tier, but hard to come by on the East Coast. Yeah, but it's like, is anything hard to come by anywhere anymore? You know, just no, no, no. rough in advance. Uh did you read Gwyneth's new interview in British Vogue? I did not. You missed nothing. I. This is like, th- sorry, everyone. There's so little content on Goop nowadays. It's like, it. it's really, not to feel sorry for ourselves, but like, it's really hard to figure out what to talk about every week. <laughs> and It's getting rough. It's getting rough. It's getting rough. We're, we're going to have to pivot back to the movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we're just, this is going to, we're going to just have to be like, um, fucking blank check or whatever. Be like another movie podcast. I know. But, uh, Which is like honestly, it's like, why not? Yeah, well, yeah, we'll do movies through a lens of wellness. So that's a, that's a great thesis statement, I guess. No, uh, so here, uh, so Gwyneth Paltrow on Paltrow, Gwyneth Paltrow on the biggest cliche in wellness, the advice she gives her children, and the one thing she wishes she wishes she'd known about turning fifty. This bitch has been turning fifty for like a year and a half. Well, she was turning 40 for 10 years and now she's been turning, she 50. turning 50 for 10 years. Yeah. Uh, a surefire way to get. So these questions are not in the form of a question. I guess this is like a British Vogue style where they just it's just sort of like fill in, like complete the sentence rather than a question. A like surefire questionnaire. Well, that is a questionnaire. Yeah. What the Proust questionnaire? That's the one at the back of Vanity Fair. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like that. Okay. A surefire way to get your day off to a good start, meditation and a good sweat. Wow. Oh, it's kind of like, it's kind of the same as the way Vogue does those things where they're like in your house. Oh, the 73 questions or whatever. Yeah. It's like styled like that. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest, the biggest cliche in wellness to just breathe, but it works. Mm. What's your favorite thing about Los Angeles? Favorite spelled like the British way. The Mm. ocean. Okay. Mm, don't buy that at all the ocean yeah. is not a los angeles thing first of all the ocean isn't even in los angeles it's in santa true monica. santa monica malibu Redonda but then Beach. also like the ocean is not la like la is far like when you're i don't know how to explain it but it's like yeah you can go to the beach but if when you're was... in LA, you're like driving around drinking a smoothie having a panic attack in your car getting a sunburn getting sun damage through the windshield of your car or just like being in your car that is what it is like to be in LA. yeah i mean if she was being honest she would say her favorite thing about la is just the access to really expensive things for like the elite and she it's probably something she could never say so she, she says something free yeah exactly except uh, what... for try, find, try to find parking for free out there Here's another lie. 
What makes mm. you feel sexy? My husband. Actually, no. maybe maybe Brad. Maybe makes know. her horny. Do you think Brad still makes her horny? Kind of. She talks about him all the time. She does talk about him all the time. What's your signature scent? Oh, here's actually a practical thing. Oh, this is important information. Although I'm sure this will be another lie. It's probably, but I haven't, I don't know that they sell it on Goop. I mean, they must. I've never heard of this brand. Vi, Vireo, V-Y-R-A-O, Virao, Sunray Eau de Parfum. Have you heard of it? No. It's layered and spicy, but sexy with a hint of turmeric. Another white woman appropriating Ayurvedic spices for her own profit. Well, not just another. I mean, like the original. The original. Uh, um, oh, and it's only it's 135 pounds. That's um. Wow. I mean, that's expensive, but it's it's like a normal price for a perfume. What's it? Which one is it? The I'm on their website, but what's the Sunray spelled Sunray R A E? Like Sunday. What? But two words, Sunray, and it links to the actual Viro I see website, it. not oh and they have a 30 Sun milligram you have to try it yeah oh and it's clean natural ingredients da, da, da. this is a lighter highly natural fragrance reapply or layer it with other Vireo fragrances your no signature way. your signature dish to cook for friends Usually something braised and in one pot, such as the chicken and dumplings from my first recipe book. I'll have to try that one. Actually, I think I've made it. It's not as good as the chicken and dumplings from the cookbook Jubilee, A History of the African-American Table is one of my top 10 recipes I've ever made in my life. So that's what I would I've recommend. read that cookbook, but never made anything out of it. I think I've pretty much just, I've made that and like maybe one other thing, but I just keep going to that. Mm. What's the secret to a successful dinner party? Good company. Okay. The best way to drink whiskey, Japanese with a round oversized ice ball. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's like the fun way to do it. Classic. Share your party trick. Posing a good challenging question for a single thread dinner conversation. <sighs> How do you make a dinner conversation single thread? Do you say like... Off topic, off topic. I think she just means she's trying not to like, she wants the entire table to be having one conversation instead of like people breaking off into side conversations. Oh, I see. I think. I don't, I'm not 100% sure. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, where is next on your dream destination list? The Orient Express from Paris to Rome. She's canceled. She said the O word. That's what it's called, though. I know. <laughs> it does sound. Oh, just from Paris to Rome. Hey, that's not. If you're really doing it, you should do the whole fucking thing from Paris to. She doesn't have time. She's got to come back and go to work. Go to Saudi Arabia. It doesn't. Yeah, there's no yeah, stop in Riyadh, so she can't go all the way. Exactly. Uh, I'm new to Goop. Which product should I start with? Good uh, question. Goop Glow, Microderm, Instant Glow, Exfoliator. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's definitely true. Agree, agree, agree. There's something about that that is game changer. I don't know what it is, but that shit makes your skin look so good. 
if you're yeah goop skeptical or goop agnostic try that and you will be a convert it's as simple as that yeah they're not kidding like their stuff is really good their skincare <laughs> if, is great. if you didn't know that we liked goop products we like it for real which piece of art has left the biggest impression on you an early ocean park painting by richard d beckhorn at the smithsonian museum with my dad when i was about 14 okay that's, that's a, tied to a nice memory i've never heard i'm i guess i'm stupid i've never heard of this guy no uh the most treasured item in your wardrobe a sweater of my father's that's really cute this is so sad uh name the best gift that's you've so ever beautiful it's beautiful i mean i have a few pieces from my dad's wardrobe that i wear mostly like weird like fisherman hat i have a jacket it's nice yeah, yeah. yeah of course uh it's so rosebud of her because it's like you know she has this like empire of of i don't know just like a commercial empire that includes mm. fashion pieces and she has like her oscar dresses and all these things and then she's like the sweater. Yeah, I mean it's poetic. Gorgeous. Okay. What yeah. if she was like the pink dress I wore on the Oscars when I was standing next to Harvey? It was the best night of my life. It was the best night of my life. I know. Well, it probably was. And I'm, it is still sad that she couldn't have had an uncomplicated good time when she won the Oscar. It's low on my list of things that I'm sad about. True. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, of course, in I the want world today. The yeah. Uh, name the best gift you've ever given a movie of my husband's life for his 50th birthday. Like a, like a little thing she did on iMovie. That's like clips of his wife. I guess that's what she means. I mean, I feel like whatever the hell she's talking about was something that she like put a lot of, it sounds like she put work into it. But it's not going to be like, oh, Sundance documentary next year, the Brad Falchuk story directed by Gwyneth Paltrow. I guess not, but I wouldn't be surprised if she was not the person who like cut all that stuff together. Oh, no, no, no. She's the, um, I mean, you know, it's a she film is a collaborative room. media. Yeah, the- yeah. It's like uh, Scorsese and, you know, Thelma Shoemaker. Exactly. She has a relationship with some little um, editor. It's probably, uh, what's his face? Yeah, her assistant. Her assistant. Devin Keith? What's that guy's name? Steven? I don't remember. I loved him. I I still love him. Kyle. Kyle. Is it Kyle? She bought him a house. He bought himself that he house. He bought himself. Yeah, but with her. But, you know, he if you think about it, it in capitalism, it's all, it's your employers that are basically buying everything in your life. That's a. I guess. I it's just, know. it's just a feudal system under a different name. Anyway. Well, your money has, whatever. I, I mean, that's not necessarily, okay. There are, I'm just being that's not necessarily this. true. Okay. If you have like a 401k or something like that oh true or just generational wealth or generational wealth or if you you know you have options uh what's the best gift you've ever received a ring from jar what is is that a jewelry i don't even store? want to know what that is it's some jewelry store that we're not 
See, and if I Google jar, it's obviously not gonna. Oh my it's god! It's an ungoogleable, ungoogleable ring jar. Ring, jar rings. Jar jewelry. I'm just getting links to like mason jars. Yeah, yeah. This is not. Do you recall the wait, last? Wait, wait. I may have found it. Did you find it? Jar jewelry and jar creations, probably because there's like just a ring here and it's ninety thousand dollars. So. so that's probably it. A set of eight stacking eternity rings for ninety thousand dollars, a pair of sapphire, emerald, and diamond ear clips. Oh yeah, it's an acronym. It it's the jeweler's name is Joel Arthur Rosenthal. And you can buy it at Christie's auction house. He only makes right. 70 pieces a year. Sought after by movie stars, tastemakers, and collectors the world over. This jewelry is expensive. Not as expensive as Erica Jane's $750,000 earrings that the court let her keep. Oh my God. Oh, these, these are like, this is like Illuminati shit. There's like an eye, a ring that looks like an eye. This is scary. <laughs> Devilish. Oh man, there's like a hat pin. No, it's a stick pin. In 2011, Christie's offered the collection of Elizabeth Taylor. So Elizabeth Taylor had jewelry from this guy, which remains the most valuable single owner jewelry collection in auction history. one day so she's not fucking around she when she says it's the best gift she means she yeah. got like a ring that costs like 190 or 100 or more okay so that would probably be my best gift too yeah agree do you recall the last book that made you cry Ugh. a little life five years ago i wept at the end I bought that at a used bookstore over Christmas and I have it sitting right in front of me, but I don't think I'm going to read it. For I read the whole damn thing. No, I know you did. I just, I feel like it's going to be at least until, um, I'm not reading it until at least May. No, it's, it's a, it's a really actually really stupid book, but, uh, Oh, is I thought you really liked it. I, you know, at the time it's one of those books that is like a real page turner and there are parts yeah. of it that like, it's like well-written, but it's like, it's so relentlessly bleak and I don't know, emotionally manipulative. Like the main character, it's sort of like the book of Job or something like the main character just gets suffered and tortured. And it's like the whole yeah. thing. And there's really, and so it's, and it is like, not to be all, but it's like the straight woman writing about the gay male experience. Yeah. I remember there was like that think piece that that woman wrote, um, the woman who wrote females wrote that article thing piece about how she how oh andrea long chu yeah 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 about hanya what's her name hanya Yamagara yeah. or something uh, yeah how she was like fucked up for writing about gay men i mean i don't really like i feel like anyone can write about anything whatever but it is it is weird that like you're writing about this 
you know, it's a very, it's a very explicitly gay book about like, you know, New York in the nineties and like the eight, like, it's like all the, you know, the gay things. Mm. Um, and it's like, and it's not just like the main characters gay. It's like all the characters. It is, it is a little odd. And then it's like, you know, putting them in these like martyred suffering positions. Uh, and it seems like, I mean, I think there are a lot of gay men that like that book and that felt like seen by it, but I also think it's one of those books that like straight women really like. Did you change your position after you read that article? Like, did it convince you? Or did so you- I was sort of ambivalent. I remember about the book when I wrote it, read it because I, I was actually very entertained by it. And there were parts of it that were like moving and it is inarguably like well-written, but I, uh, I do think that that essay and like the, the discourse after the fact definitely like shaped, like clarified the things that I was probably thinking and not really being able to articulate i see um brian just read her other book the people in the trees and i think he really liked it, Is it good she's a, I mean, she's a good writer it right. was like her first book because i think it was i i feel i thought there was like a lot of blowback because the book after this i think everybody hated yeah because she took a like long time where she like wrote another book that people didn't like and then they were like oh and actually like we've always hated her yeah, that how ha- I feel like that's like very common in um more in like music of like an album will come out that's popular and then the next album is like really unpopular and then everyone sort of like reevaluates their whole career. I can't think of an example. What's yeah. one interiors trick to lift a room? Add in unexpected materiality. Like good branch or something oh is that what that means materiality i think so yeah like different it means like texture or like something you wouldn't expect you can only stay in one hotel in the world which do you choose the four seasons hotel firenze all right the secret to making a relationship last Mm, i would argue that gwyneth doesn't know that secret (laughs) Uh, being fully accountable for your side of the street, hmm. you know, True. just good in I, life. How do I stay friends with an ex? Remember what made you fall in love with them in the first place. Cute. The one piece of advice you give your children: stay off Instagram. What's the one thing you wish you'd known about turning fifty? How freeing it would feel. And last but not least, tell us something you think would surprise us about you. My sense of humor. Spelled the British way, of course. Well, she probably didn't write that. No, she made sure. She was like, "Mm, please spell this the British way. I feel like my guess is nothing gets published in British Vogue that isn't spelled the British way. I think you should spell it the way that the person's the accent person is said, yes <laughs> that would be i just i disagree right. well when i create my brian rucker atwater village style guide to compete with whatever british vogue, british vogue i'm gonna say you you spell the words based on the region that the speaker is from a bold choice 
Uh, so did you learn anything? I don't think we learned. I mean, we learned specific things. I mean, not... I already knew that she had a good sense of humor. I did not know about jar jewelry. That's, yeah, that's... the thing that I learned. Um, I learned I'm not going to read a little life. I'm just going to give it back to whoever sold yeah, it. Yeah. And well, I would say I, a few years ago, I would have said, oh, for sure, they'll make like a limited series out of this. But now mm -hmm. I feel like they're not doing that anymore. Like literary limited series. That's that's not what Hollywood is buying right now. When do they ever, what are like literary limited series? I mean, I feel like that Shogun one is like coming out that they shot like years ago. The Pachinko one came out, obviously like Big Little Lies and Little Fires Everywhere and all those ones. Oh yeah. Big Little, I think the Big Little Lies, there's like another Big Little Lies one, but it might not be from a book. I don't know. With Annette Benning. Oh, interesting. All right. I'll watch that. Um, but I'm not sure if it's a book, but it's like maybe it's from a book. I don't I'm not 100 percent sure. We finished the new season of Fargo last night. It was like pulling teeth by the end. It was I'm sorry. No, these shows should not be 10 episodes long. Six. The British model um, worked and is right. <laughs> I've never seen that show. When it first came out, the concept was so weird to me. I was like, why would I watch this? And then everybody likes it. The first couple of seasons are good. Uh, and then this last, it was it was just terrible. It's terrible. The whole thing is bad. No offense. Sorry, if Noah Hawley, if you're listening. I've never seen it, but I know people love it. It's so like... It's hitting you over the head with, I mean, much like Mr. Brett Easton Ellis argues on his podcast, <laughs> the ideology is uh, primary over, you know, the artistry. And so what's the ideology of it? It's like living in Trump's America, toxic, toxic masculinity, you know, capitalism the authority of police it's like all the you know little uh grab bag of what left-leaning premium cable viewers want in their television uh, and and then there's all these biblical references it just gets so pedantic by the end and you're like yes we get it what are the biblical well i guess he plays the, he? he's he plays like the Trumpian sheriff of this county in North Dakota. And he's like a horrible, horrible person, abusive husband, sadist, just a bad guy. He's still hmm. fucking hot as shit. Okay. And you see his butt in an episode. I would say start the show, go to the scene where he shows his butt, and then stop. How many seasons is it at this point? This was the fifth one. It's interesting to me that it's like a show that's like about a movie, but it's not based in the, it's just like the vibe or something. Yeah, the vibe, the themes. But the thing with the Coen brothers is they're so funny. These things are big, big themes, heavy themes, you know, religious, good, evil, all this stuff. But the original movie of Fargo is so fucking funny. And sorry to yeah. know Holly, he just, he don't got it when it comes to humor. Um, I 
think it's kind of a sophisticated idea. It is. Like, this is like, because it came out so much, it's so long after the movie. It's just, it's interesting. And that so many people responded to it and watch it, even though, and they, and so many people are like, oh yeah, I get it. It's not really Fargo. It's just like the themes of Fargo. Yeah. The themes of Fargo, the setting of Fargo, the accents of Fargo. I think, and but I also think the first couple seasons were just sort of like good thrillers. So I think people, I mean, it was obviously made and greenlit because it had this IP connection. Uh, but those first two seasons were just like solid, you know, detective thriller seasons are you watching true detective yeah i i haven't really watched it i watched the first episode and i liked it but i haven't i like it everyone's i think a lot of people seem to like it except if you're on the red scare reddit message boards and then it's just a you know a a cesspool of misogyny (laughs) it wouldn't even seem like there would be a conversation about that show on red scare reddit boards you would think not and they they but they are obsessed with hating it because so here's a show similarly people could argue oh the ideology is subsuming the artistry which i don't agree with because this is it, it this is this is really i feel like telling on yourself if you're saying that it's ideological just because it's centered on two women and their relationship and talks about like you know domestic abuse and stuff first of all the show is six episodes which is the ideal for a limited series mm-hmm. uh there's a lot of twin peaks references which i get i'm a sucker for and you get to watch Jodie fucking Foster, who, I'm sorry, can do no wrong. She's a genius. I want to watch. She's. I just love her. Yeah. So I like it. Well, I did like her a lot in the in the one episode that I saw. I, I want her to win an Oscar for Nyad. I want Annette to win an Oscar. For, I think Nyad should win everything. I haven't seen it. It's not great, but uh, okay. those two... They they are both middle-aged lesbians in a platonic love affair. Coach. Are you talking about the, this movie? Or oh, yeah. I'm, I'm on to Nyad now. Annette Benning, unless, I mean, I haven't seen the last episode yet. As far as I know, Annette Benning is not in True Detective. Annette Benning, but is Annette Benning a lesbian in real life? No, she's married to Warren Beatty. She's That's iconically straight. They play two lesbians. Yes. But in True Detective, Jodie Foster plays is... a straight woman who fucks lots of guys. But she, her character did not seem straight to me. No. And... Which is so funny when you start seeing her fuck all the guys because you're like, hmm, interesting. Um, it is interesting. Uh, well, there's no receipt this week. I was like, refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. Please let there be a receipt. Please let us be able to talk There'll about be one right now. I know that it probably just pops up right now. Fuck these people, stupid Condé Nast bitches. Um, um, I just started typing receipt into the search bar on my phone because I was like, obviously, it'll know what I'm talking about. Has Dr. Jen done anything weird? Is anything interesting happening uh, in the world? Well, I do have a Dr. Jen thing on my list, so I'm going to save that for that. But I do want to talk about, I'm you know trying to branch out into the wellness media landscape, yeah. research more things to talk about on the podcast. Yeah. 
I do like this new column in the New York Times well section, which is like their health section that's just yeah. called scam or not a scam. And or scam or not. And the question posed this week, I thought held particular resonance to you and I. All right. It was, is it possible to reverse the dark circles under my eyes? Thank you. <laughs> I, you know, we're, you know, Appreciate this is something that, that we talk mm-hmm. about on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. this journalist, Erica Sweeney, I guess, interviews a bunch of different LA based dermatologists and tries to get to the bottom of the mystery. What will reverse my dark circles? Uh, Perhaps this routine sounds familiar. You wake up, look in the mirror, and scrutinize the dark, hollowed-out skin underneath your eyes and look exhausted despite having slept well. And maybe you look older than you are, too. Um, Blah, blah, blah. Unfortunately, I don't think you do look older than you are. I feel like you look... I I think you look your age, and that's the problem. Yeah, that number and those circles, they're adding up. They kind of go together, yeah. Uh, So... Let's see. Why do you get dark circles? Um, as you age, the skin around your eyes gets thinner and loses collagen. So the blood vessels underneath can pop through, creating a bluish discoloration under the eye. Uh, can eye creams help? Um, I mean, take this with a grain of salt, because this is a dermatologist who's selling, you know, injectables and skin peeling and all this stuff. But right. he's this is Dr. Ronald Moy, a Beverly Hills dermatologist and plastic surgeon. Ronald Moy Donald. <laughs> Ronald Moydonald. Uh, there is no scientific as evidence that over-the-counter products actually get rid of dark circles. I think none of them work. I've never personally seen any improvement. Wow. I think that over the... Okay, I know that he's going to tell you something to do, but I really do think that I've practiced at least for like cosmetically so you can like get out the door feeling okay. And then... I th- I really think it looks a lot better. Here's what I do. I've started using eye cream twice a day, morning and at night. And then I didn't do it today because I just like was like didn't give a shit and wanted to kill myself and slept all morning and didn't want to leave my apartment. But normally if I like I'm going somewhere and like having an actual day, I do under eye patches in the morning for 15 minutes. Like I do a mask. 15 minutes in the morning sometimes I even do the the jade roller over it and I keep the jade roller in the freezer but I don't even always do that I feel like that those steps plus so yeah the patch and the eye cream and the occasional jade roller plus just like a little bit of cover-up I feel like I'm good okay I gotta get those patches you just get from Amazon they're like yeah, they're like gold and they, I mean, I just do like under eye patches and kind of get whatever and it'll say like deep puffs and whatever. Right. And it's, I don't know what it is. It's just some, it's just some shit you put on and it, it does look a lot better. It might be psychological, but I don't care. Yes. Yeah, I don't mind being delusional. I would love, I love it. Oh yeah. No, that's all that matters is your own. I'm really just looking for something. Yeah. To make me uh confused dizzy and happy like that's why i take wellbutrin <laughs> confused dizzy and happy i mean confusion yeah. and dizziness leads to happiness often yeah because you're yeah you're i drink you're not in you're not in the world as it is you're in the world of your own making i'm a topsy-turvy funhouse uh 
so the over-the-counter things don't work um according to this guy dr moy donald <laughs> ronald moy donald uh <laughs> but he recommends you know lasers chemical peels micro needling fillers and surgery see the thing is with the um i mean i think that doing surgery to get rid of under eye bags is like too far like your face is going to change and i really don't think that you need like fillers for the for that i also think that filler like if you get botox like in your forehead and your crow's feet it does kind of like even everything else out i can't really explain it but it's like you don't need you don't need as much as you think you do in terms of like injectables yeah and also um the under eye i because i really wanted to get that under eye filler and it is so weird and dangerous and like controversial when you look into it and like what they do is so fucked up i was like it's not worth it it really would not be worth i would rather just do the patch and do the mm -hmm. little bit of cover up and just be like this is me and if i look old if i look like i'm 39 then what am i gonna do i am 39 you know yeah, and you also you don't want to look uh like a bug-eyed lunatic, which I feel Yeah, but now that I'm looking at myself in the computer, I'm like, wow, it is time to get back to Dr. Feelgood. <laughs> yeah, a little touch up. Uh and then here at the end of the article, here's the little the little kicker, the little O. Henry-esque twist at the end. Okay. He recommended seeking treatment as early as possible, such as in your 20s. <laughs> instead of waiting until your 40s when you have less collagen to work with so but i don't even understand what that would do because it's like it's not gonna it doesn't like fundamentally change anything right like i mean like the fillers and stuff are cosmetic anyway like they just dissolve it doesn't like change your collagen like it doesn't change anything in your body it just makes it look better well, some according to this guy, there's this thing called microneedling. It says this procedure involves piercing the skin with tiny needles to make small wounds and spur the skin's repair process, triggering collagen production. So maybe some of these things are actually supposed to like change your body in ways that will. But it's all, I don't know, mumbo jumbo. Yeah. I say wear your bags proudly. There it are means, things you can do. It means you've lived a full life. Okay. Anything else? Any news? Anything you want to get off your chest? Current events? I want to go and I want to get off this fucking Zoom call right now and go straight to laser away and just <laughs> present my face to them and be like, do it all. You know, zap everything, be uh, you know, Madonna and Dick Tracy. Just no phase. No phase. <laughs> get it all over with just take it all off <laughs> uh should we transition to our lists yeah let's do it i mean this is going to be quick unfortunately there's just like not that much going on in the world of where is gwyneth she posted a pic on valentine's day with brad we have no idea is she in paris for 48 hours again is she in saudi arabia um is she the one who went to the russian prison and poisoned navalny under Putin's orders. Who knows? I wouldn't put anything past her. 
I would I don't think she would do that. She seems pretty anti-Russia. No, that's true. Okay. My best of the week is, of course, we're having a beauty and wellness sale, and guys, everything is on it. Um, we have my favorite goop glow we have my other favorite that i've never tried but want to try but won't try the lift and depuff eye masks mm. relating to what we were just talking about although i think i'm a i'm an eye product skeptic i really am and i maybe i'm insane and maybe these goop jeans i eye patches work great or under i don't know why i call them eye patches like a pirate they're eye masks but like I just, in my heart, I just feel like the ones from Amazon are doing the same thing. I'm sure they are. They are. They are. It's all, except for the microderm abrasion, whatever thing, mask, everything else the goop sells is a placebo. It smells nice. It's good quality, but it's really not doing anything. Different. You know what I bet is a good purchase is the vitamin c brightening eye cream and that's only 58 dollars. and right now you can get that for 25 percent off that's probably that's Ooh. okay bye bye that's a buy that's, that's a duke yourself buy um, jim kramer squawk box bye 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 because that's a good deal then is it all 25 percent, or are there different levels for different i think they're all 25 percent off with with code glowy you can get yourself your goop beauty color color blur glow bomb which I've had and taken out of my cart several times and uh, probably I'm not buying right now because I'm back on the Benetint, but I think I might, you know, you never know. You can get the Restore and Shine Hair Serum. That's a goop pass, a goop yourself pass. Um, that's a skip. A skip, yeah. We don't like that. I tried it. Um, one of our listeners like very graciously sent me her bottle because she also hated it and um I, I didn't like it either. And then, of course, Goop Yourself Ultimate, the original, our favorite product ever, Goop Beauty Morning Skin Super Powder. Oh, it's yeah. Great. Makes you look great. Does the body good. You feel great. You got to try it. it I still is, have some in my cupboard. I You know, I might, I might make myself I'm, a glass right after I record. I'm covetous of it, but I can always buy more, but I'm, I'm always, I never want to buy it that. And it's like, you definitely want that. Oh, and then another good thing that they have are the glycolic acid overnight glow and peel. Those are expensive. It's $45 for four of them. Yeah. I mean, I think that's really a lot of money, but those things are also pretty good. And I don't think there's anything else that's like really like it. Like I can't think of another it's like this individually wrapped pad that is like a glycolic acid peel thing. I don't know. It's um I've got I've good. I've tried them and they are great. And I've also bought cheapo glycolic acid pads from Amazon that supposedly are the same percentage of glycolic acid. Mm. And I'm not saying they're as good as the goop ones, but they're like it's like, you know, twenty dollars for a hundred of them. <laughs> rather than 45 for four so that's yeah i think it might be the kind of like um in the like eye mask kind of world like i think some of this stuff is just like it's probably good but it's like ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. mintmobile.com/switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month, unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month, face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after 6 months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. You can find the same thing for for less. Yeah. So you know, and then the list goes on, of course, if you're interested in, you know, the down to fuck pills, there are many vibrators. You know, check it out. Let us know if you got anything. Will I get something? Who's to say? Maybe, maybe not. I've been spending a lot of money l- lately, but I could always spend more. Yeah, um, I don't think I'll be partaking in the sale. I, um, you know, had to buy a new hybrid battery for my car and i'm still working with a few different afterpays for various things so right <laughs> it's um it's bad news financially here in the rucker household yeah it's just like the summer is fast approaching Ooh. and i will be without funds so <laughs> i am freaking out a little bit uh well my best is actually a little travel guide very near you um on the tuesday newsletter they did a one day travel guide one day one neighborhood cream of the crop no filler upper west side oh you know what that was going to be on my list um and i forgot all about it yes well they that, they pushed it to the day, tuesday newsletter it is have- it is quite a day it's like it is a little crazy, especially the amount of food. Um, I would say the amount of museums. The amount of like, museums, the amount of food, the amount of the art. But it's, it's a real tight schedule. But if you, I don't know, I, I like these type of travel guides. Like uh, a lot of like New York Times, I don't know, some of them will do like 48 hours in or whatever. It's nice if Goop, instead of being like, oh, some crazy hotel paid for me to like go to some weird, you know, like Italian Mediterranean Island for a week to be like, okay, I'm in one neighborhood. I'm there for one day. 
this is just the best shit and like just do it i like that yeah so we start this is the upper west side has many charms pretty brownstone lined streets and landmark lined avenues major cultural institutions blah 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 uh so 9 a.m you're doing breakfast at cafe luxembourg uh, apparently they just restarted their weekday petit déjeuner, so you can do. That's donut. lunch to you. That's breakfast in the stage. Breakfast, breakfast, breakfast. Déjeuner, regular déjeuner is lunch, and petit déjeuner is breakfast. Okay, well I stand corrected. Yeah. That's breakfast to you, or a little stage. lunch, as the as the direct translation goes. But it means breakfast. But it means breakfast, yeah. Um, you can do an egg sandwich, omelets. Uh, then you're only there for an hour because at 10.15, you got to get to the Natural History Museum. Uh, oh, because this this whole travel guide is sponsored by the um, Van Cleef and Arpels Jewelry House. Okay. So I guess there's a Van Cleef and Arpels exhibit going on right now at the Museum of Natural History, which sounds very random. Um, but you can see different gems, um, but only spend a half hour because you want a half hour for the gems and then an additional hour to wander through the museum's permanent exhibits. And then by 1215, you're walking through Central Park. Oh, no, sorry. You're walking west through Riverside Park. I think she said you could go to either. Go, I, but isn't that different directions? Yeah, she was like, go, go, go on one. I mean, I can't imagine that going. You're not going to end up in the same place. Anyway, you're ending up at Barbaloo at one thirty, and you're getting. And this is like extremely stressful. Like to me, like this is how having I like to this travel. like scheduled oh, walk it. in the park after the museum and then running to lunch is like. I can't, and I don't know the person. No one is doing this. Maybe. No one would ever. I would say pick literally one of these activities and one of these um, restaurants. And then like the park is just kind of there and you can just walk through it after or whatever. Like you don't need to do all this. I'm doing eight different alarms on my iPhone. I'm having alerts beeps rings yeah, <laughs> yeah. i have three I mean, different reservations going yeah and that's like it's also like the museum is very big <laughs> and it's just like i don't see really like being in there getting through the whole thing in an hour and a half and then like straight for your walk in the park i i mean i like museums and i don't usually like to spend more than about an hour and a half in a, in a museum I get restless. When we were there, we spent a long, we were there for a long time. Well, yeah, because you, I mean, you see the whale, you can see the weird, racist, like Native American exhibits. There's a lot of things to see. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, well, but after. Well, so this doesn't have... Okay. Sorry. No, what were you going to say? Um, I was just going to say that this doesn't have our uh our favorite upper west side lunch slash dinner place that's also good for kids the cottage is, with the uh, free wine no it's mason pickle 
Oh, what's that? It's like a, I don't know. It's like a restaurant that's like, pickle. there's like two pickle themed restaurants that are right next to each other. Maison Pickle and then another one that's also called something pickle. Like the dueling banana stands in like, Newport Beach. Yeah, they used to like make pickles and now they're just like restaurants and they both have like a really popular mac and cheese that's insane. The macaroni and cheese, I don't even like macaroni and cheese, but the macaroni and cheese at Mason Pickle is like the I think one of the best things I've ever had in my entire life. Does it have pickles in it? No. Oh, I was like, um, that sounds really good. It's so good. And then they just have good like Oh, I think their other thing is like a French dip is supposed to be good, but I've never had that. They just, you get like a giant macaroni and cheese, a Caesar salad and a glass of wine and just like whatever. And they also have this like monkey bread that people like that I've never had because it looks kind of intense. It's like in a skillet with a bunch of butter on top. Mm. It's so good. That sounds good. That's where I would say to go if you go to the, if you are on that floor side. So if you can't snag a reservation to Maison Pickle, is that what's called? Mr. Pickle? Maison Pickle? Maison Pickle. Maison Pickle. Uh, go to Bar Ballou, uh, which is Daniel Balloud's French Bistro, and you can do Escargot, Van, Trout Almondine, <laughs> Burgundy, Rhone Valley Wines, Pâtés, Terrines. Um, this is after you had donut holes and omelets three hours ago. It's a lot of food. Then right after you finish eating, you're going to race, just run or flag a cab, get to the New York City Ballet. Um, You're just going to have- And why is there burning greengrass on this? This is too high class. And this is not for, this is for everyone. This is not a Jewish centric itinerary. This is for- your Midwestern tourists, your Midwestern tourists want to go to Barney Greengrass. Go to too, Barney, yeah. And this is for kids. There's like a kid. There's a lot of kids stuff on here. The, yeah. These kids are eating fucking pate and then they're going to sit quiet and not move during the ballet at 3 p.m. Well, it's that sounds like a ballet for children if it's at 3 p.m. Yeah, there's. Copeland. maybe that's why there's like so many different activities because it's for like if you're with kids and you kind yeah, of want to like get in and out of stuff yeah. really fast they have aaron copeland dance episodes uh one called innovators and icons and one called balanchine and wielden i'm sorry it's boring um yeah i thought that this kind of seemed like a boring shitty stressful and expensive day um just go to just go see a movie at the amc and go to maison pickle and get like a weird martini or something and just that's all you need you'll have more fun that does sound good brian and i go (laughs) walk around the upper west side like every week i would too i mean it's a great neighborhood we only go to like those two places and like barnes and Uh, well, these guys are saying to snag a reservation at the hottest restaurant in New York City right now. Tatiana. Oh, I don't know what that is. It's like the new restaurant at Lincoln Center um, from Kwame Anwauchi. Oh, yeah, this is the one. And it's got like all different. It's like foods from like different like 
social like classes or something <laughs> it's afro-caribbean uh oh barney greengrass is on here oh is it well it's not on that but it's like on their it's on another thing okay they're they have another upper west side guide that oh i mean it. yeah upper west side guide so when i was in new york this was the restaurant that i just could not get a reservation at that i wanted to go to uh it's has Creole, Nigerian, Caribbean food, and pl- oh, here's maybe what you're oh, thinking. Oh, yeah, this place. is what I was thinking. French, Chinese takeout, Jewish yeah. delis, and city bodegas. That's what I was like. New York, baby. Um, yeah. Uh oh, but they save a few seats for walk-ins every night. Um, so you, if you get there before opening, so you're yeah, at the ballet, and then again, you're just fucking screaming, running as fast as you can to get to Tatiana before it opens with your kids. Um, so, you know, everyone can enjoy their $52 chopped cheese. Well, that sounds like fun. That sounds like an exhausting day. Your kids are going to have an absolute meltdown. <laughs> you have to take out a bank loan and your feet are going to hurt, but you'll get that chopped cheese. And you'll develop gout like instantly. Well, I guess you need all of that like Those fuel calories, that running yeah. around you're going to do. Probably burn it all off. Uh, so yeah, I would say keep to this itinerary. Work in a Maison Pickle. Work in a trip to Barnes and Noble so you can take a big shit in the middle of the day because you're gonna need yeah, to do take that. a big shit at me. There's also there's like a cute used bookstore that we go to. Oh, and also go to AMC, but first go to the the Nuts and Company or whatever it's called, the Nut Store, and buy yourself like some fancy nuts to bring and sneak it in and sneak it in. Oh yeah. Or go to Bonbon first and get that's the other. There's a but that's on the upper east side. But well, you're first running go around. The side, then get your park thing out of the way. Go through the park to the upper west side and then go to the movies. What are we saying? Madam Webb. Well, I mean, there's only I mean, I would just say either Madam Webb or of course Argyle, Argyle. which is already tanked. Oh yeah. Which tanked very hard. But that's okay. Uh, these Nepo babies are not pulling their box office weight. Sam Rockwell. Oh, no. Yeah, no, I guess he's not a I Nepo love baby. Him. I just meant, you know, Bryce and Dakota. I know. Okay. What's your worst? My worst. Okay. This is going to shock you. Maybe, maybe not. But um, my worst, and I feel like I've always known this in my heart. But, like, I've never really owned it. But my worst is the classics shop. Hmm. Because I saw someone on the internet who was like, if you want to have a timeless capsule wardrobe, don't invest in these super expensive classic pieces that supposedly never go out of style. Because they go out of style just like everything else. And that is so true. Like trench coats, blazers, jeans. If you are wearing a trench coat from like 2012, there is a very good chance that it will look dated if you wear that now. Um, It'll have like different piping different um 
like a different cut. That's definitely true of blazers. That's obviously true of jeans. Like, yeah, we need, you need to like invest in um, pieces that are going to last and like, you don't need to follow trends. But I think that the classics, the classic never got a style kind of thing, I think is a scam. Because people are definitely repurchasing those things every time like a new cut comes in or out of style. Yeah, so you don't think there's like expensive. there's like a level above being on trend that's like that is truly like everything is uh is subject to the whims of tailoring well style. maybe i mean i do think that like tailoring like does go in and out of yeah style like maybe there is something that's like a level above but like the not this stuff like the stuff in the classic shop is like definitely like has like this very modern sort of like you know now everything is kind of like oversized mm. is that the um the mob wife trend that i'm hearing so much about no i think it's just like what everything looks like now it's like everything i think it's because like millennials like to when we were young to wear stuff like tight so now mm. gen z likes to wear stuff loose Oh, and yeah. now and and everybody is wearing loose stuff. I'm also gonna be honest. I think millennials were right. Wow. <laughs> I think fitted obviously looks better than oversized. I just found old old pants from that were John's back in the '90s, and they're so on trend right now. And I just was wearing them. <laughs> Because they're wide leg. They're like, it's almost like raver pants. Not really oh to God. the level of raver. It actually looks like in this classic shop, the relaxed wide leg jeans, but they're black uh, Banana Republic slacks. Uh, yeah. And like, I definitely like updated, like I wear relaxed wide leg jeans and stuff. Yeah. Of course. Because I'm not going to wear skinny jeans around a bunch of, well, I wouldn't, I don't look good in skinny jeans anymore anyway, but even if I did, I wouldn't wear them. Um, I can't wear my, I have humongous calves. And so <laughs> I cannot like, especially since I started playing tennis regularly, like it's, they're like, they're gargantuan. And so I can't, I can't fit into skinny jeans. I mean, I think that these things will mostly last for a while, but I think that they are going to go out of fashion. Oh, also, yeah. it's exciting that ballet flats are back, and I can't wait to start wearing them all summer and spring. Remember to put your um, Dr. Scholl's in, because those are going to be bad for your feet. They probably are. The last time I was walking around wearing ballet shoes all day was 20 years ago, and it was easy, and I didn't give a shit about anything. I couldn't feel pain. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, I thought ballet flats were always in style in New York, but I guess that's just because that's when I lived in New York. They were in I think so. I think ballet flats had definitely had a moment and then they like really burned out and then they became like, I don't know. I sort of started associating them with like, um, like millennial workwear kind of thing mm -hmm. like office stuff yeah like leggings ballet flats yeah. yeah and then but now i think for the last like couple of years people have been like wearing them again and then i think they're gonna be like very mainstream 
No. Well, the ones on Goop are $475 and it says done in buttery soft leather that won't give you blisters. So maybe you don't need. Maybe I'll buy these. Stuff. Honestly, I wouldn't. I To me, $475 is not, is like a reasonable. If you're going to have it for years and years, sure. For shoes. All right. Whatever. So that's your worst. My worst. Well, this is what happens when Goop publishes very little new material yeah i have to go over to the dark side and read Doctor. the vagenda oh my god uh so i subscribe subscribed to let's say maybe between six and eight sub stacks most of them are either recipes are you paying for all of those? no i'm not paying for any i don't pay for one i don't pay for any sub stacks okay. they're all either recipes or like my friends that write something the only one that doesn't fall into one of those two categories categories is the agenda. And she's I do not, she's my enemy. So this week, this woman gets on her high horse defending <laughs> her thing that she she's spending her hard earned time and brain space defending none other than high fructose corn syrup. Her whole fucking essay is about how great high fructose corn syrup is for you and how it's pseudoscience for people to say high fructose corn syrup is bad. Mm. And I do a little digging. So here's the deal. Mm. She claims, and again, she's a doctor. She knows what she's talking about. I'm mm. sure she's right. Mm. Mm. The high fructose corn syrup itself is not necessarily any worse for you than any other type of sugar. And so she sort of makes this blatant claim that you know, it's pseudoscience to for people to warn you about high fructose corn syrup, soda, these things. The thing is, when you're talking about reality in real life, perhaps molecularly, high fructose corn syrup isn't any worse for you than, I don't know, maple syrup or honey or whatever. But in reality, the way you drink it, a 20-ounce Coke has 64 grams of sugar. So... And you're drinking it, a normal person, let's say there takes 15 minutes to drink that Coke. You're getting that glucose spike, 64 grams of sugar. You'd have to eat seven and a half oranges to get the same okay, amount of sugar. Okay, wait, sorry. You're you're saying this like this is your like independent research, but you're- It is, I did. I did my independent research. I'm asking but, questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you, you, someone came up with this. No, no, no. I Googled thing. it myself. I made the, did the math. I did the math. You did the orange math. I did the orange math. I Googled. Okay. okay. That's impressive. I, it's my own research. I Googled how many grams of sugar are in a 20 ounce Coke. And then I Googled how many grams of sugar are in an orange. And then I looked at the calculator app on my computer and I did a little division. And I concluded using my own independent research that it's 7.1111111111 oranges you'd have to eat to get the same amount of sugar as a 20 ounce Coke. So a 20 ounce Coke has as many grams of sugar as seven oranges. 7.1111, yeah. Could you, could you round it to seven? Sure, I guess. Okay. Fine. Seven little oranges, let's say. Or maybe seven big oranges. because that Seven big oranges, yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're not shoveling. I mean, maybe if you're a crazy fruit person, you can eat seven oranges in a day. You're, but like you're really the banana girl or something. Yeah, if you're the banana, but you're not shoveling it in your mouth in the same amount of time that 
you're you're drinking a coke you'd puke you'd puke right so that's the thing is the accessibility and sorry i did a little other research by way of let's see what my source is can't get dr jen to yell at me this is a 2019 study published in the national library of medicine uh it's called fructose and diet and healthcare burden so here we go um fructose is dangerous because its sweetening effect is two times higher than that of glucose which can cause people to crave more fructose containing soft drinks so it's that craveability too so for jen and then here's the whole thing she got on her high horse because this other doctor quote unquote chiropractor yes but she goes by dr mindy pels on social media and she did a very harmless infographic that just said did you know high fructose corn syrup is the deadliest carbohydrate on the planet and that's what got jen off was because it was just this infographic our our carbohydrates deadly if you eat too much of them then you're gonna get fatty liver heart disease diabetes from carbohydrates yeah in excess what's excess i would say i don't know ask your doctor but do you have <laughs> my diabetes? doctor never told me i was gonna get heart disease or fatty liver from eating too many carbohydrates if you're if you're i mean if you're eating too much of anything okay you know uh, but here's the thing dr mindy pels she this is why jen really doesn't like her so in 2021 Gunter comes out with menopause manifesto. Okay. In 2021 as well, Dr. Pels, we have Dr. Gunter, we have Dr. Pels, to the naked eye, to the average person. These are very similar women in very similar occupations. She comes out with the menopause reset. So these are in direct competition with each other for those big, big menopause dollars. Mm -hmm. And so we have three years later. Mm. a gunter never forgets and she saw mm. that her bottom line was being eaten into by this pels and then we have this in instagram infographic come up and she jumps on it she tells everyone to block this poor chiropractor just trying to spread a little light misinformation on the internet as we all like to do mm. So that's what it was. It was a per it was a personal vendetta, as all things are. And she's mm. gonna spend her time to just extol the virtues. Of I, you know what? I bet you know that she likes diet coke. Gunter doesn't drink high fructose corn syrup. She says what's good for you is mm. not good for her. She's a mm. an elite telling the working man and the working woman to poison their body with this garbage while she sits high and mighty in Marin County drinking diet coke mm. and getting skinny mm. saving up money for her flu vogs and her her hair perms and her touch of gray you think she perms her hair no not perm i guess it's naturally curly whatever she she does something to it because it would be a it would be a frizzy mess if she didn't do something oh my god well... so think about that next time Ryan, I think you really cracked this case wide open for us. Thank you. 
I think if you drink a Coke, Coke is the most deadly soda in the world. <laughs> you will die if you drink too much of it because you'll get fatty liver disease and yep. heart disease. Yep. And diabetes. It's as bad at having seven oranges, the second most deadly activity you can eat. Seven oranges. No, seven oranges in a row. In like a row. In a, in a Kobayashi style hot dog eating contest. Yes. Context. I mean, how it goes. First come the seven oranges, then come the grave. <laughs> <laughs> RIP. This man died from eating seven oranges. Um, no, it's true. I I feel like there is definitely a the like, you know, the scientists, the rationalists definitely overstep with their um like zealous defense of industrialized reality. slop. When it's obviously like, if if everybody in the world knows that drinking Coke is not healthy or good for you, obviously. And the problem with our American diet, I don't know about the rest of the world, obviously, but it's not and never has been like, people aren't getting enough sugar and fat and calories but there are these anti-wellness doctors who kind of make it their mission to debunk you know pseudoscience or whatever online which is noble but like you know my number one enemy who does this is that canadian nutritionist doctor or whatever her name is amy i don't even remember her name but she like and yeah, there are people who have eating disorders and who are too thin and who are underweight. And that's like a really serious thing. And da, da, da. but like, it's not the biggest problem, but there's like a desire to act like it is. Yeah. Cause it, it gets you, really it get gets that. you points. I don't you know. There's, there's a, there's a more, well, there's a morality aspect to it that seems disingenuous scare tactics that are used by these like insane people on the internet that are trying to basically get you to buy their stupid supplements that also are probably not good for you because they have not been um tested or anything i think in general like just just you know i feel like everybody knows what a healthy diet is you know what is healthy and what isn't and just do that just like eat fruit vegetables and proteins and carbohydrates are actually fine and just drink water and just like don't eat a bunch of like dessert and soda and alcohol and like chips and and snack foods and you'll be okay the end easier said than done easier said than done but it's like you don't have to start going like insane i mean like oh my god like i'm gonna die if i eat this or i'm gonna you know this is gonna kill me and then like, no, this is actually fine. It's like, who cares? Like, it doesn't like leave the Coca-Cola conversation and the orange conversation. Like, this isn't a conversation for us. <laughs> like, whatever the hell they're debating, it doesn't matter. Like, we both know everyone listening to this knows like, okay, if you have a Coke once a month or even once a week, you'll probably be fine. If you're drinking 12 Cokes a day, then that's probably too much. Um. Is that like the only thing you drink? Do you drink it every day? Do you drink it instead of water? Obviously, that's not good. I mean, it's like you know this. Yeah, yeah. 
you don't have to be a scientist to like eat. That's the thing that drives me insane. It's like, you really don't need to, there's, you, you don't need as much information as you think you need about like what you're eating. Cause if you go to a doctor, they're, they really so, bla- like they're so blase about all this shit. They don't care and they really don't know. Well, it's because like doctors don't have to learn this stuff in medical school, unfortunately. Yeah, they take they have to take like one nutrition class. So if your doctor isn't concerned, then you probably shouldn't be there. Yeah. And don't like go on the quest app, like researching every single, you know, test level and then come into your doctor's appointment with I know. Like, Although my doctor did tell me to stop eating carbs, but there oh. I don't have a problem with blood sugar. I have a hormonal problem. Carbs might cutting carbs might help it. All right. So, you know. Yeah. So just um, you know, eat your oranges at a leisurely pace or your coke. You know what? If you have a 20 ounce coke, take a sip, put it back in the fridge. An hour later, <laughs> this is my new diet. Just a sip of coke every hour. And then yeah. by the end of the day, it's like drink, yeah, one seventh of a coke <laughs> and then have one orange. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then when you're ready, if you still want another seventh of Coke after you've had that one orange, you can have it. Oh, uh, the Coke Orange Protocol by Rucker and Hewitt. Honestly, why not? Mm. Okie doke. My craziest really is just like that deranged itinerary. I oh, accidentally put a, something that's not insane at all in my crazy it's just like a literal skin cream and i was like why did i say this was crazy <laughs> this is the craziest skin cream i've ever this is the craziest thing but i will just do a quick wellness shout out melissa urban mm. she's coming out with a new book oh, Whole 30, what's it about full 30 2.0 shit it's probably not going to be very different. The diet, I'm guessing, won't be very different. But I do think that the um, recipes will be more modern because the original sort of 2010 version is a lot of like, you know, like meatloaf and chicken fingers and like a fake ranch dressing and like this kind of like unsophisticated, um, un out of style sort of way of eating that was meant to appeal to like maybe kind of like more middle American women who were dieting. And then now everyone is so hyper aware of like food and everyone thinks they have such good taste and everybody has such a like high regard for like aesthetic values of the things that they're eating. I don't think these like crock pot dump meals Mm. are doing it. Now it's going to be like guachuchong glazed sardines. I don't think you can have guachuchong, but um, that's the like end. But I think it's going to be like bowls, stuff like this. Yeah, And yeah, I can't yeah. get my hands on it. I think I would actually love to do a Whole30. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like the time has come. Mm. I'm considering doing a Whole30. Does anybody want to do a Whole30 with me? Let's talk about it. I, I might take, I've never done a Whole30. I might take you. Do one? Ooh, okay. I can't commit, but I'm, I'm. I'm open. I'm questioning. It's really hard and it sucks. I know. Because you can't you can't drink it all. There's no alcohol. There's like zero sugar. That's the thing. I I want zero sugar. But it's like in anything. It's like you can't you have to like if there's anything that has like 
agave or like a yeah. touch of maple syrup or like cane sugar or coconut sugar or whatever it's like you have to like read your like ketchup labels and you're like you can't have soy sauce you know it's like very you know mm. you can only use the tamari you can't use um dijon mustard because there's white wine in it it's like there's it's oh. really strict so it's like there's stuff like that that's kind of a pain in the ass and then also you can't have like you can't have like a siete almond flour tortilla because it's too much like a tortilla um and I feel like some of these rules are kind of arbitrary because you can't have that, but you can have like Kite Hill, uh, like uh, almond milk ricotta or almond milk cream cheese. And I'm like, I don't understand exactly how they're making these distinctions of what's okay and what's not. Yeah. Um. Maybe you know, I'll look like, at this new book and see if the recipes strike my fancy. Yeah. I mean, you can always just like incorporate some of the recipes, but I feel like, you know, me, it's like every, every once or twice a year i'm like i really mm. want to go on a diet and <laughs> i just like it well, i was being so good with my low sugar diet and then this week happened with valentine's day and seize candy and cream puffs and now i'm i feel like i'm in a very you know i'm in a glucose haze i know i kind of went off the wagon myself because it was like my birthday and then valentine's day yeah. i drank a lot for the last basically two weeks i've been drinking a lot mm more than usual i've been eating not right <laughs> it wasn't right no. but i did um i forced myself to get a salad on valentine's day instead of the rigatoni with vodka uh -huh. sauce that i wanted but then i went and got rigatoni with vodka sauce last night oh we'll see you get something <laughs> stuck in your mind a craving and then it's like hard to i you know how things just like get it tr like trendy i feel like because of carbone or something it's like every place in new york has a rigatoni with vodka sauce yep. and it's just it's literally rigatoni with vodka sauce yeah. you've had it a million times and it's good but, but it's no in so la too yeah Donna, that's like the thing at donna's is to get and it's like it's very tasty but it's yeah. good but it's like it's so good i mean it's like you have it and then it's like on every menu and you're always like oh look i could get that again yeah. And well, it's, it's like Cacio e Pepe a couple years ago was on every pasta menu and now it's vodka sauce. Yeah, I'm still seeing Cacio e Pepe, but I think no one gets it. Everyone gets the vodka. And vodka sauce is also like such an old, like I remember when when that first was a thing and everybody oh, lost yeah. their fucking mind. When I was in college, you know, we lived close to Little Italy and that was like, it's Little Italy is great for college kids because you can have like a sit down meal. No one's checking your ID. You have just like buckets and buckets of wine. And at least back then, it was like you could basically get in and out for like 20, 25 bucks a person for like, a I nice mean, I'm sure that's not true. Anymore, I'm sure but... that's not true anymore, but, uh, but yeah, that, I feel like every, the vodka sauce was like everywhere. This was in, you know, 99, 2000. Yeah. Uh, all right. My well, saddest, my saddest is just simply the fact that goop did not email me the Thursday newsletter until 6 p.m. last night and I was so why I don't know usually I get it at 8, 8 in the morning uh I was like I needed to like do all my goop research yesterday because like basically I just had too much to do today and so I had to go to the dark web basically <laughs> to like a, a weird like mirror site to see what goop had emailed that morning because I didn't get the email. What are you talking about? What mirror sites? 
It was called, what are like, you talking about? It was called like milled.com. It's basically some AI substack that all it does is it just publishes the articles that are already published in Goop, but like it tells you like a timestamp of exactly when they were published. And then it doesn't link to anything. So I had to look at the God, headlines. You, honestly, you were like a hacker this week. You were like, <laughs> I'm I'm figuring out how many oranges are in a Coke. I'm looking on the mirror site for like you were like on the web like getting work done i would yeah i was um i was like a yeah 90s techno hacker from you know the matrix or angelina jolie and the movie hacker yeah mm -hmm. uh so yeah i got all my research done despite you know goop trying to sabotage me and then mm -hmm. you know and then of course at 6 p.m the fucking email pops up and i'm like i'm playing tennis now yeah like, don't need it goop you're on the court at that point. At six o'clock, you're on the court. I'm from six to eight. I'm on the court. You're not reading your email. You cannot get a hold of me because I'm hitting my forehands. I'm hitting my backhands. I was playing, I have to say, yesterday. People were like, Oh, is that is that Rafa Nadal? Is that Roger Federer? Oh no. I'm looking a little closer. It's Brian Rucker. I was jumping, I was leaping, I was hitting everything in. Congratulations Thank on the you. leaps. It'll be, I mean, I have a big match on Saturday. So unfortunately peaking <gasps> oh last gosh. night, I will, uh, I will probably. Is John going to come watch you do no, your match? John, John doesn't watch me play tennis. But do people like come and watch and like support? Not in this. I think if I was like in a real like USTA league or something, there might be people that watch, but in this thing, you know, no one really comes. Fair enough. Uh, all right. What would you try? I would try, um, The okay, so for $99, you can get Alita Blue LED Sonic Facial Brush, which is, do you remember in our youth, there was this like brush that you bought? I can't remember what it was called, but it was like, it looked like a vibrator and you would like, but it had like a, like a circle brush on the end. It also sort of looked like an old fashioned phone and you would like rub it on your face. And it was like, you had to like plug it in. It was like a, it was like a big electric toothbrush for your face. I And this was the thing. And this like, everybody loved them. I don't remember, but I, I'll, I'll take, I think it, it was like more like women sure. thing, but, um, I loved mine. And then I don't know what happened to it. No one really uses them anymore that I'm aware of. It probably was not any more effective than like a washcloth, but you know, you bought it anyway. And it was supposed to like exfoliate your face. Now they have one on Goop. That's $99, which I think is like roughly what that other thing cost. It's a Lita Blue LED Sonic Facial Brush. It's a multitasking cleansing cleansing brush that uses blue led light to help combat breakouts the silicone this also by the way breakouts okay that's for young people yeah the silicone brush head deeply cleanses skin it's gentle enough for sensitive skin while blue led light helps kill pore clogging bacteria it's compact rechargeable and water resistant and aims and it comes with a massage head you can use after cleansing to relax tension and rejuvenate skin. So this looks good to me. I do think I have issues with blackheads as well as all my other many problems. <laughs> and um, 
I don't know. This just looks like this is another goop yourself buy for me. $99. I mean, what could go wrong? I mean, $99. This is this is the Gen Zification of goop. And also, I just want to point out that when we were when we were young, they didn't have like young people stuff like this. No, it went right from like, you know, clean and clear to fucking uh like ponds cold cream for senior citizens. There was nothing in between. Exactly. And I mean, Goop didn't have stuff like this on it. When we were young, Goop definitely did not have stuff because Goop didn't exist. But Well, you know what I mean? When we were like 10 years ago or whatever. Sure, sure. Which yeah, we well, were young 10 years ago. 10 years. Well, I'll speak for yourself. I think you were young. I was still. I mean, 10 years ago, Goop was just fucking, you know, yeah, rigatoni, rigatoni vodka recipes and Paris itineraries there was nothing we were looking at different things uh all right i would you know what i would try i guess i would try these fucking popcorn recipes i don't know goop you got to give me more than this dressed up popcorn three ways sure one of them has nutritional yeast oh and in classic goop faction fashion you pop the popcorn and then instead of just like mixing the nutritional yeast and salt in the bowl and like whatever mixing it up they tell you to take a sheet pan. Oh my dump god. Dump the popcorn on the sheet pan and then mix it up just so you have a couple extra things to 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 wash out. For like more dishes. Yeah. More steps. Uh that was that made me that made me chuckle. That is pretty funny. And then they also have an olive oil and herb popcorn which you know I don't I don't need a herb. I that's like it's too um I want a real junk food for my popcorn. I get that. And then there's a cocoa pop version that does look good, but it's very, very high in sugar. You're you are doing, really paranoid about sugar right now. You're doing a quarter cup of coconut sugar for a half a cup of popcorn. Plus two tablespoons of cocoa Wait, a powder. Quarter? Oh, but of like unpopped kernels though. Yeah, yeah, unpopped, yeah. That doesn't seem like that much. No, I mean it. A quarter cup is what four tablespoons. I mean it. I mean I, I don't know how much a quarter, how much half a cup of popcorn kernels makes. Like a big bowl. It's like if you're two hungry boys, like if John and I make a quarter, a, a half a cup of popcorn, that's like a good amount for the two of us. This says serves four, so I think in goop servings it definitely serves four, but in big boy servings it's like two. Serves two. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel like that is not so what it did something happen with sugar like you're sugar crazy right now oh it's because um i have an eating disorder i don't know what to tell you i well just like i didn't i mean i know that but the <laughs> sugar it's like all you know it could you oh know, like, yeah it's because i i had i think i i don't know if i talk i i had a high blood glucose thing on my last blood test which my doctor um, uh i uh spiraled and then my doctor said, um, it's fine. It's nothing to worry about. But then I was like, oh, I need to stop eating sugar. And then I stopped eating like most carbs at night. And it, I ended up losing 15 pounds. And I was like, oh, this looks, I can like, I can wear a 34 inch waist again on my pants, like done. And then I was just like, all right, I'm staying true to this. And then this week, of course, of course it all goes to shit. Cause I'm having, you know, cream puffs and C's cashew brittle for I know. You know, morning, noon and night. Cherry cordials, pasta, <laughs> olive vodka. 
wine, espresso martinis, passion fruit cosmos. I'm so fucked up, but I do during the day, literally eat nothing but protein bars. And, um, well, I did have a sandwich. I had like, sometimes I look at this like big, disgusting, like I, I just have protein bars and then I have, you know, foot long Italian. <laughs> well, I do sometimes on Wednesdays I go and then I'm like to this one place. Cause I have like 30 minutes and I'm like, Oh fuck. And then I like run and I'm like, Oh, give me the panini. And then I eat half of it and throw half of it away. There's a new panini truck in Glendale. Really? I really want to try it. Yeah. Uh, but, oh yeah. So that, that's, I just, um, I never really had done like a low carb or low sugar thing since, I don't know, the height of Atkins. And so it was, it's as simple as basically like not eating rice or pasta with dinner at night. And then I'm just doing like, and everything else I'm staying the same. I'm not doing like super low carb during the day, but it's just at night, I'll just have a protein and vegetable usually. And it, other, I didn't do anything else and I lost, I mean, not that, you know, weight ain't nothing but a number, but, um, I fit into those 34, 34 pants now and yeah, you know, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. What? I said, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. That's true. Um, miss quoted to Kate Moss, but she never actually said that. Really? Who said it? No one? Some, you? I don't know. Yeah. Me. <laughs> um, all right, what would you buy? Vintner's daughter has this spray, active treatment essence. It's more expensive than regular Vintner's daughter, but it must be great. And I want to try it. I want to spray this shit on my face. The second ever product from the cult skin phenomenon non that is Vintner's daughter. Is oh yeah, this one this one came out a couple of years ago and apparently it I doesn't know. smell like regular, but it smells like uh someone I feel like DM'd us and told us it smelled like vinegar or something weird. All right, maybe I wouldn't buy it, but that is what I picked. Sure, sure. It's $225. What would you buy? You know, I already have it. But Gwyneth, and I think she must have already recommended this because I don't know why I would have bought it other than her recommendation. But she went on some other some other interview and they asked her about clean drugstore skincare. And she shouted out the Waleda night cream or Waleda. How do you pronounce it? Waleda, Waleda? Waleda, I guess. Waleda, yeah. Um, I hate that stuff. I love it. Okay. I, it's so thick and creamy and... I get the um the blue gentian scent and it's only it's like $25 for like a good sized tub so you really can like lather it on and not feel guilty about it. Yeah. What don't you like about it? I'm curious. I think it's like kind of like thick and wax. I don't like the yeah, texture. Of it. Yeah, it's, it's really like, thick. It feels really like drugstore clean drugstore stuff and That's what it is. It reminds me of like early Goop products where it was like Juice Beauty. Mm. Not my thing. I like it because it it's well, it's really thick and it's the price is right, but it also has that a little bit of a medicinal. I mean, it's that hippie. I just have such an affinity for like health store hippie products, even if they don't really work. Yeah. And this has it, this has some of that DNA in it. It does. It does. Yeah. And I imagine Gwyneth actually does not use it because why would she? Right. Uh, but she does consistently 
shouted out when she is asked about something for the common people to buy? Well, the common people need, you know, bullshit to buy too. We sure do. And we are the common people. You're telling me as I stare at my popcorn ceiling. Mm-hmm. Wow. You never should have found out about that. I, If you didn't know about it, you wouldn't have any opinions about it. I moved to LA 10 years ago and I thought it was a status symbol. I was like, this is so cool. It's so like mid-century. I've never seen this before. No one has well, popcorn ceilings in New York. You can think that. You don't have to like agree with modern with the consensus i know it's just i i uh really got a complex when i heard someone liken it to um a signifier of basically not only poverty because like whatever everyone's in a different economic situation but also like depression and (laughs) self-loathing I think it's just because a lot of people have those apartments like in their 20s when they're depressed and self-loathing. And I still I have one in my 40s. I mean, well, that's how I felt when we moved to our apartment. And um, now I, we have the white fridge, which was like a thing, which I never knew about. But my old place had stainless steel. And now yeah, we have yeah. white. And I was like, oh, no. But I, that was not something I was even aware of or like ever thought about before I saw before like it was on Real Housewives. So and now and now since then, so I have a white fridge as well because sorry, I didn't realize when you moved to LA, you have to provide your own fridge. You don't so, always. Well, I did. And I it was still a thousand dollars. What? I was it was still a thousand dollars my white fridge, which yeah, I know is I guess cheap for fridge. But now because of that Real Housewives thing, if you go to like um, Best Buy or Sears or wherever you buy fridges. They have very cheapo ones that are the stainless steel because like, now everybody wants that. Everyone wants them. And so you if I was buy and you know, I'm not immune to these things. So if I was buying a new fridge, I would not get a white one. But that's I'm like, what do I fucking care what who even said was it Porsche Nini? Who's saying it? I don't when, know, but I feel like even like a stainless steel fridge in my kitchen would look so out of place. Like it's like like I live in a dump and I need a white fridge in here. Like that's just what goes in my kitchen. I want a cool like 1960s white, like like something that my grandma had. Like but an ice box. Like an ice. Well, yeah. God, I know. I want to go back to my old apartment so fucking bad. Oh. I mean, I love New York, but I just can't believe the standard of living. Like. Except for, I actually, I don't know. I feel like if I move back to LA, I don't know if I'd want to go back to the Valley. I feel like I'd want to go back to like the, like Los Feliz or something like that. I mm. really, um, I did really miss being over there and like the, I don't know what else to call it, the energy. The energy. Yeah. I mean, but like, I mean, Sherman Oaks is great. And now that I'm used to spending so much money, I could go go to Silver yeah. Lake and be like, oh, that's cheap. I, I mean, you know me, I'm, I'm a booster for my neighborhood. I love it here. Uh, for at water. Oh yeah, at water. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think we've we've had it. All right. Uh thank you guys for listening. Um thanks for being patient with us when we had a couple, you know, a couple weeks behind the paywall, but it was uh it was necessary. And if you're curious, you know what to do. <clears throat> Only five dollars and it gets you access to thousands maybe i'm exaggerating 100 i would say over 100 hours of premium content over on the patreon i mean god knows how much we've been doing this for then we say shocking things 
Maybe I'm you'll be shocked. You'll be, you'll be shocked. shocked and delighted. I, be, what can I think? But you'll be shocked and delighted. Uh, so try it out, and um, or if not, you know, just listen to this, and um, we love you anyway. Yeah, we love you anyway. All right, bye. Bye. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.